Okay. Stack just us. Just Craig and I. We didn't want to keep John and Jeremiah late on a Monday night to talk about crazy shit. <laughs> However, the stuff we were talking about before they left was... Kind of cool. Kind of interesting. Would have been pretty good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, Jeff just took... Uh, just went to the bathroom and I have a little periodic table of the elements uh, it's not it's not a periodic table it's a periodic chart of the elements yes. it's it, it's a it's so it's not the f- typical table it um it emphasizes the periodicity of the of the elements oh, themselves okay. so you can actually see you know why they because it's based on you know how many electrons they have in their outer shell and so it's emphasizing that okay yeah the thing caught my eyes there's a couple of charts like remember for neon there's like a 3d cube had some stuff inside it. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I was pondering while I was urinating. So, well, yeah, those uh, those guys of neon are uh, the, the full uh, full shells, so they don't interact. Okay. Um, the and so on, on, on the left hand side, you have your your halogens, your hydrogens, stuff like that that love to interact. And then right next to them, of course, your uh, the guys who are like sodium and. Uh, and phosphorus, there's, or not phosphorus, um, sodium and uh, potassium. <laughs> potassium, thank you. Uh, that are just like <laughs> potassium. Uh, you know, they, they will interact with anything. And then, of course, all the way on your right next to the guys who are um, next to your, oh, uh, next to your right. neons so they... are your oxygens and fluorines, right? The guys who are going to mm. pull electrons off of things. So I see. It's a, it's, it's a cool chart. My sister got that for me, and I thought, that's a good thing to put, like, just... A, a <laughs> right good... in front of where someone's pissing. Well, I mean, you got to have something there that, that captures your eye, I think. That's, uh, you know, otherwise you're just staring at a wall, and no, who cares about that stuff? Who wants to stare at a wall? So, what else did we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, you were talking about the the. Big, oh, you the have server. the posture thing there, the little. Oh, oh yes, the squatty potty. Squatty potty posture leg thing. It. So you're sitting on a toilet. It like you put your feet up on it, gives you a better angle of attack, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've obviously seen the commercials. Oh, uh, actually, I heard my sister talking about. It. I haven't seen the commercials, but uh, have you? Can you like verify that it's helpful or? Uh, so. Yeah, uh, I got it during a time when I was having some uh, gastrointestinal problems, and I was thinking this would would help. Mm. Uh, I don't have those anymore. Um, I think they came probably a little bit because of the getting rid of the gallbladder and stuff like that. Okay, my body was getting used to it. Um, it's it's not always necessary <laughs> to to use it, but I mean, it definitely if you it, it works, it does. As advertised, in my experience, it, it's stuff comes out easier. Okay, you don't have to push nearly as hard. Off the three D print one. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, okay, so that's the thing. Your three D printer, as cool as it is, it's not great at making sturdy stuff. As we saw with my virus, that I sent you the picture of. So that pop itself off, or were you playing with it? I, it fell on the ground. It fell on the ground. Okay. I fell on the ground, and that's where it popped up. Yeah, so I I normally print at a pretty pretty thick layer height. Mm-hmm. That's going to give on narrow things like the neck of the virus uh, 
it's going to give it less bonding. Mm -hmm. But it prints faster. Right. And with that plastic at 0.32 millimeters, yes, 0.32 millimeters per layer height, as opposed to 0.2. It, it saves a significant amount of time, and my prints come out fine, but in certain orientations, like tall, narrow things, it might not be bond, bonded as well as if I did a lower um, layer height. Um, I'll get you a new virus. You said you wanted a black one. So yeah, the, I wanted a black. So the next time I have the black filament in, I'll print you one. What filaments do you have right now? Not too much. White, black. Glow in the dark, soft and squishy. You wanted me to try a squishy one too. I'll try that. Mm. Um, it's a nice table, but I didn't want to get it like. Yeah, you... yeah. Figured it was good to have. Uh... Oh, for sure. Um, I still have some gold ABS. Um, that's probably it. Gold is that, that's the one that that you polish it in. It? That's the one you can vapor smooth. Oh. Um, I do have a sample. I, I want to... So now that I have the hardened nozzle mm -hmm. on the printer, um, certain filaments are very abrasive. Glow-in-the-dark is abrasive, and things that have metal or wood or stuff inside are abrasive. So the last time I took my printer nozzle apart, I put in the hardened nozzle so I could print the glow-in-the-dark for Ali and Max. And now that that's in... I have a sample of bronze. Yeah, so that you can polish it and make it. So it's, yeah, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's part plastic, part bronze powder. And you can actually, yeah, sand, polish it or weather it. You know, you can give it a patina, you know. Mm. So it's just a little sample. So I got to figure out, like, what's, what can I print? What's the best thing I can print with, like, 80% of the sample, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of thing. And then have it and mess with it because... It's it's pretty expensive, you know. It's probably like fifty dollars for a half kilo. Maybe a a die. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so like you know, like my go to filament. It's really cheap. The stuff I printed the virus with, which mm -hmm. in this case popped off, but you know that's like eighteen dollars for a kilo, and this bronze stuff would be like forty five for a half kilo. Mm. So, a lot more expensive. But if you're doing you're doing models like where you want it to look like a cast bronze thing you know it could be pretty cool but also you know like with my printer it's not going to come out like it it's not going to come out looking like it was cast it's going to come out looking like a 3d printer you're going to have to like meticulously yeah, sand it down yeah. and stuff like that so I just want a black one, like so I can draw little red eyes on it. Okay. With a sharpie. Well, you said glowing red eyes. I'm trying to figure out, like, how do I put LEDs in this thing? Yeah, and, and I mean that was just, um, that was just me like dreaming. But uh, well, I was kind of thinking like how I can like fit a coin battery and some LEDs in the in the top part. And then you could have a little button on the bottom. It would click to turn it on or off. Uh, doable, I would think. Might have to work on that for you. Maybe that's your your next present. <laughs> You've got a few months to your birthday. I could, I could try to get that going. <laughs> no, don't think too much on it. Um, what else? It's one of the things I printed out yesterday. I was um, one of those ratcheting cable clamps. You know that they sell at the store. It's it's over. It might be inside the box if you want to look. It's white plastic. 
should be. Yeah, so I printed out a couple of those guys, and those I think that's going to be pretty handy. Interesting. Yeah, so it's a little ratchet. It's a little ratchet cable clamp, and you know they probably sell them for like, you know, three or four bucks a piece at the hardware store. Yeah, to put a little screw in there, so they they make yeah. So that's that's fifty percent the normal design, and some guy modded it the normal size. I mean, so imagine double that size, right? That's going to hold like an extension cord, mm-hmm. you know, pretty big. He, he some guy made a mod where they're snapped together with like little press fit um, things, but when you shrink that down, there'd be no strength left on the press fit. So the screw one's fine. I'm probably going to actually do that's fifty percent size. I'm probably going to print a couple that are 33% size. and um, But yeah, it's a cool design. And it's just, it's again, using the printer as a tool or a tool maker, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I I have so many cables for so many things. And I have tons of Velcro wraps. But for, for a bunch of things, Velcro wraps don't make sense. And now I can print that for like 15 cents a piece. You know, Not it's bad. like. I like it. Yep. Let's see if there's any interesting stuff that we have in here. Oh, so I, I, I put this in here. There are a couple a couple things I put in here. Um, but this is this new beer yeast that has hop flavors in it. Beer f- yeast with hop flavors. It's okay. uh, it's a straight. It, it produces hop aroma and flavors without any hops. It uh, I guess it gives us some esters. Uh, terpenes really it gives off terpenes um, that produce like cascade like flavors and and aromas just from the yeast. Okay. For the next employees of Lagunitas uh, were asked to blind taste beers made with hybridized yeast and no hops against conventionally brewed beers. The majority indicated the engineered beer had higher perceptible, perceivable hop levels than the standard beer. And this was a beer brewed with no hops. Uh, I believe so. Yes. Huh. Did the people think it was any good? I don't know. That, they, they didn't mention whether that's the case in this article. Uh, but the, it, to a eventually brewed the same, the, same brewer, the same beer with regular yeast and hops versus yeah. just this uh, I, yeast. I hear you. And so asking them if which one's hoppier versus which one's better. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that the interesting thing is, is getting the hops in there first. Then you make it. I mean... Right, I mean, the interesting thing is is making the conditions right so that it makes the flavors, and then you can work on getting it into a system that actually makes good flavors, or or that you combine it with some other yeah, hops, or something yeah. like that. You could imagine there could be a whole oh, imagine fifty years from now, all the like GMO yeast that will put out peppermint and mm-hmm. whatever fucking flavor you want. It'll be used for, I mean, but not just for beer. It'll be used for everything. You know, harnessing the, the microbes to put on put out novel off flavors. <laughs> uh, by the way, I want to respond to your coffee. So let me reply. Because okay. I want another. Did you try the more and more? It's very good. I'm going to get oh, another one of those. fucking awesome. And I want to try the La Flor de Zapote. That's good. That's good. Yeah. 
So let's see. Mora, Mora. Where has it? If you want, so it comes in two sizes. It comes in the 12 ounces or two pounds. So, like, if you think you want to stock up, you can, yeah, I want to do that. You can save on per price per ounce if you get two pounds. Yeah, because I think I'm going to keep that around. So, and the floor is about a regular size. Boom. Right. I don't know if I have the cash on me right now. It'd be easy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's see. I, don't, I don't know what it'll be. So just just wait till we get the prices. Okay. They usually put the uh, the guy who does the beer club puts the price of the or coffee club puts the price of the coffee on the bags. So. Yeah. So yeah, so this is I guess Studio B. I don't expect to use it very often, but we're probably going to use it next week because Megan's going to come by. That's fine. Uh, and then we'll go back to being in the regular studio. Um, this, this way you don't have to clean up today. I don't. Yeah, I started taking apart the studio. I'm like... <sighs> it was like a lot of work packing up. Yeah. Actually, I thought I thought if tearing down was so much work that setting up was going to be a nightmare. But uh, setup went really smoothly, so... And quickly. I thought it was going to take longer. And you offered to help, but I was like, I had already assembled all the mic stands. Yeah. And I'm like, it'll take me longer to describe the next steps than to, <laughs> <laughs> than to just do it. Assembling the mic stands could have been, yeah, I could have used help there, but. Uh, ready for spring? It's it's already technically spring. Well, spring weather? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for it now. Yeah. It'd be nice to be able to walk to work. Because not, you know, it's not freezing cold mm-hmm. in the morning. Yep. Soccer technically starts tomorrow, soccer practice, but uh, I think that it's going to be canceled because it's going to rain all day tomorrow. So. <laughs> Is that for both of your kids or? Uh, just Allie. Uh, Max is playing deck hockey again, but I'm not sure when that starts. Not next week. Uh I already talked about how we got bumped to another team, and mm-hmm. I feel like the team's starting. I started to feel like the team's getting the shaft. Like their practices are both seven to eight thirty at the place that doesn't have lighted fields. So like we're gonna have to cut practice short for the next couple of weeks. Ugh. You know, like every other time, the travel team gets. There's two practices a week. One practice is at the lighted field. And one practices at the unlighted field. And Ellie's team both practices are at the unlighted fields. And and they're late. It's like, come on. And her team's like she's playing indoor with her old team. And they're playing like really good soccer now. They're actually passing. You know, these girls are actually they're doing drop passes, you mm-hmm. know. It's like before it's like always move towards the goal. Always move towards the goal. And now they're like, oh, there's Ten people in front of me, but I got a teammate behind me. Let's drop it back. They're doing stuff like that, and now Ellie's going to be going to this new team, where I know probably half the teammates and their skills, and you know, they're they're the they're the better players from Ali's in-house team from last year, which is the one that plays like in the same club. You know, they don't go traveling, and uh, but yeah, taking those same girls to travel, it's just going to be a different. 
Now, there's different skill level brackets, and Ali will be playing in a lower skill level bracket than the Galaxy, the team she was on. So maybe we'll still have a fun, good season. Um, we'll see. It'll be a mixed blessing because Ali will probably be one of the best players on the team, but she might not be challenged to improve herself. You mm-hmm. know, so that that's the or not be able to improve herself because when you're playing, this happened. It's a team like, sport, after all. It happened, yeah. It happened with her in-house team like last year or maybe two years ago, right? She was easily, easily the best player on the team. But the rest of the team was so bad that we just got destroyed every game, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it was frustrating for her. So we'll see. Hopefully we are in a low enough bracket that we're playing against like, playing against matched teams and not just, you know, playing against the kind of teams that her previous team played against last session. I'm, I mean, we'll make the most of it. It just, it's just... It's disappointing because I see how much those girls have come along over the winter, and now Ali's out. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. oh well, she's not going to get a scholarship to go to college on soccer anyway. So, um, <laughs> but she may get a science scholarship. That's that's what we're working on. Did you see that thing I sent you? The dude from the Levitator <laughs> tweeted at her and is following her now. So, like, she, yeah, she got a couple of choice retweets this past week, and. Um, it's gonna be exciting for her. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's the kind of thing that it's you know, it's like it's so easy to do on social media anyway that yeah, you sort of expect it. But at the same time, it, it's for for somebody like Allie, it's a cool. Well, yeah, I mean, just you know, physics girl liked her tweet and Zario, um, what's his name, you know, like following her and subscribed to her on YouTube. So, you know, it's just it's. It's building little things, you know, and the goal is to get her to be a, a known personality mm-hmm. and ultimately to work towards that scholarship for, you know, that's that's my goal, but also to keep her engaged. Right. And and whatnot. And yeah, she's definitely like enthused from all the attention she's got in the past week, you know, just doing a cat laser. Like, <laughs> so working on trying to figure out, she, the thing is, you know, she's in fourth grade. She spent all weekend working on homework. Like she has uh, like a stack of homework now. It's like, I want more time for Ally Makes, and she, but she got homework to do. Yeah, but the cool thing about the cat laser was it was her idea, right? Yeah. And so, her being able to see that she gets attention for stuff—that's her idea—is yeah. is like really, um, really neat. It 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 makes you know. It hopefully keep encourage you more than like the yeah. Limitator. I ordered some more gear, you know. So those micro bits have built in radios that can work with each other. We only have one, so I ordered two more micro bits. I ordered the, you know, they have that little edge connector that can slide into the different prototype boards and stuff. I ordered two of the micro bots, which are motor controllers. So the idea I threw out at her is, wouldn't it be cool if we could make a robot? They could chase the laser that your cat laser is projecting. <laughs> See, a robot cat chasing the cat laser. <laughs> mm. I, mm. It's meta. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, get, giving her some ideas. She has a couple ideas that she wants to work on as well. And I think probably the next video we're going to do is um, building some shelves to put behind her. So like she has more of like a studio set up, you know, like with some of her stuff on the wall behind it. So the telescope's going to go 
and some of the pink foam's gonna go, and we'll get some shelves back there and kind of set up like a studio shot. So I think okay. that's probably the next thing we're gonna work on. And then I found these designs today of these hexagon shelves, so it looks like a honeycomb, and you can 3D print all the brackets. So I think that she liked that idea. So the next video might be her running the table saw and you know cutting cutting wood for and printing brackets and hang putting the thing together. So cool. That might yeah. be our next make. It's called Alley Make. That Alley makes electronics, right? Yep. So mm -hmm. yeah, no, we have some ideas. Uh, one of the things I've been trying to get her to do is we did a really quick stop action animation. Remember that articulated robot that she made? We did it where she it kind of walked on the screen. It was holding an Ellie Makes placard and held it up to the screen. It's almost like an alternative intro, but we never quite finished mm -hmm. it. I'm going to try to get her back into like doing doing that intro over, and then maybe doing a show on stop action and how easy it is with apps. And you know, so that's you know, we have a bunch of ideas like that, which are just not doing mm -hmm. microcontrollers and soldering, but doing other things as well. Cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have much to offer. Uh, saw two movies on Friday with Damien. Uh, we watched Silence of the Lambs. I haven't watched for a while. Oh, okay. Really good. Still a very good movie. Still holds up very well. Um, I mean, there are obviously plot points that, that don't you know don't matter today. Like you could see cell phones in a lot of these situations today. But mm -hmm. uh, but one thing that that we've noticed with the camera work is really interesting. Is a lot of really tight close-ups of faces okay. like not like not even a whole face but like a part of yeah, a yeah. face and uh it's really it's a really tight work and then goes out so it's just very interesting it kind of to like kind of get the intensity of the character right right, right yeah it, it, it worked for that and um i mean that's kind of what mr robot does but mr robot does it at an off angle so right. it makes you feel even more off balance yes right? Yeah, but it, it was it was interesting to watch this you know, to 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 see this you know being done. It was Jalen Demi who did like so many different films, and all of them were like different, okay. which is kind of cool. Um, and then after that, watched uh, the Assassin's Creed movie, okay, which was just a garbage, just garbage. What was interesting about it was that it was. It seemed like it was shot competently enough. Uh, there were, you know, there was interesting production design that seemed like it would work, uh, but then the editing was like two seconds, two seconds, two seconds, two seconds, and like even when two people were having a conversation, like it would flap between them back and forth when one person was talking line, line and, and it, it was so it was headache inducing. It was ridiculous, and I couldn't. I mean, we weren't really listening to it, or and but I couldn't follow what the hell was going on. Why I should care about these characters at all? Um, it was just just garbage. Okay, but it was really it was really the edit that made it as bad as it was. Like it could have been kind of nondescript and not headache inducing, but the editing was god awful. And it was clear that the editor was not uh, a bad editor. He had done other stuff, but the director clearly had say in this, and it was just garbage. So would not recommend that one. That was a piece of shit. Okay. I don't think Assassin's Creed was on my short list anymore. No, no, it, it was just, it was like, so we, we, 
uh, I was over to pick up those beers, and we just we, we sat down, and Shadows of the Lands was you know had just started, so we watched that, and it was really good. And they were like, "Well," and he said, "Well, what do you think of this one?" And we switched to Assassin's Creed, and it was like, "Okay." All right, so I mean, sometimes it's fun to watch a bad movie and just be like, just bitch about all the bad things that are happening. If you have, if you have, you know, with friends, right? Yeah, if you're, I mean, just watching it alone is is kind of depressing to to watch a bad movie and just think. <sighs> but if you're watching with somebody, you could be like, oh my god, what's going on? Why is this bad? This is so bad, and, and then you get into each other. So like last night, you know, it was early Sunday, so I didn't have last week tonight or anything downloaded. And um, so I had nothing on my downloads to watch. I put on Netflix, and we had finished Love, and nothing really popped up in the front corner, like, oh, I want to watch that. But then there was, like, a Netflix movie, um, Game Over Man. And it's kind of this goofy-ass take on Die Hard with a bunch of stoners and a whole bunch of cameos. So I kind of, like, let that roll. I was working on those clamps and some other stuff. And I wouldn't recommend it as an awesome movie. There's some pretty, like some funny parts in there, especially like you know riffing on Die Hard and like actually calling out Die Hard and and whatnot. Right. So it was. I haven't watched too many. Have, I mean, have you watched many Netflix movies? Yeah, like feature length movies. The yeah. only ones I the only one that I watched was a futile and stupid gesture, which is the one about uh, National Lampoon. Oh, okay. Um, which was. Okay, but I don't know. It seemed like is that more of a documentary or is that a, no, no? It, it no. I mean, it's okay. it's a it's 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 a dramatization. Okay, um, but I don't know. I I, 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 I now the one thing that I think Netflix took to their advantage is they didn't have to worry about an MPA rating. Yeah. Like there's this there was this one scene where like so there's these three stoners that are in the hotel. And the bad guys are coming through, right? Think Die Hard. And they're trying to hide. And they're coming to the end. They're in the room at the end of the hall. And they're working their way down. So the two dudes, like, hide under the bed. And then the other dude is like, I have a plan. And he puts a belt around his neck in the closet. And he drops his pants. And he, like, acts like he's passed out. Like, killed himself from a rod rod asphyxiation. You know, mm-hmm. his hand on his balls and, and everything. And, uh, you know, they open the door. Like, you know, it's just full graphic, right? And then there's, like, after that scene, you know, he's running around. His nuts are flapping. <laughs> just, like, it just, like, made, like, completely, like, yeah. you know, like, this would have been NC-17 just because there was balls and, and whatnot in it. They See, took... I mean, they're getting, they're missing what makes, it sounds like, I don't know, I haven't seen it, but, but it sounds like they're missing what made Die Hard great, which was not just, I mean, that it was great, it was, you know, beautifully structured and everything led into each other, but also, it let the audience know, before the scenes happened, exactly what each person's plan was going into uh-huh. the situation, yeah. so... So the audience was was so while, while other characters would would be in the dark, the audience was never in the dark about anything, mm-hmm. uh, and that led you to then anticipate as an audience member what's going to happen in the scene because you know these things are these two I things. Think, are I think it actually did some of that. Now I'm not saying this thing is is up on par, I, you know, and I wouldn't recommend it to you know to you because you know there's been movies i think are much better than you you poo-pooed on Uh, a lot of cameos in it um of course now that i'm on the air i can't think of any actors names Uh, 
dude from Community. Uh, Joel McHale. Joel McHale was in it, yeah. So that was that was like a fun little thing. Like So the, the hostage guy is live streaming and Joel McHale, he was playing Joel McHale and some, and some other, I forget the other actress's name. And she's like, I need you, you know. Yes, that really is Adam Devine's penis in Netflix's Game Over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, oh, so, okay, so it's the guys from, from Workaholics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anders Holm and Adam Devine uh, and Blake Anderson. So they, they set up Joel McHale versus another actress. I'm not sure, I'm not sure I know her name. And then, like, you know, the guy's like, I need you to fight to the death, you know. And, and Joel's like, I'm not going to fight to the death. That's not. And then, like, off the side of the screen, this girl's high heel comes in right into his temple and kills him. <laughs> huh. Grace looking through the cast list. Lots of cameos. Maybe. Maybe I'll check it out at some point. Yeah. Get drunk. Or high. Watch it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's, that's their plan. Is they were trying to pump Salvia into the room to knock out the bad guys, and <laughs> like they had this like vaporizer burn, like carpet blower thing. They were trying to pump Salvia smoke into the room. Uh, salvia. Because wow. Adam Devine is growing Salvia, and is he's like holed up in one of the hotel rooms up and <laughs> something. <laughs> on that note yep uh, we'll see you guys next week thanks for listening <laughs>